Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. Attack, note, man. note to the galley. <laughs> Romulan ale. Romulan ale not to, no longer to be served at diplomatic there's functions. Nothing. There's no ale. It's just tea and water. Maybe there's something in the air. There's the spore drive. Oh, the go ahead. Blame the spore drive. All right, we're gonna start the show for on, lo- on live. Maybe Wait, we can do it now. Don't start yet. Wait, hold on. No, you haven't put your you haven't put your figures out. Oh yeah, oh. blow your nose. Okay, go ahead. Go. That's what you know. What's <laughs> I'm gonna start it, and then I'm gonna tell you what's missing. What's missing? <laughs> I, I figured out what's missing, Doctor. What is that? You haven't put up a figure of. Oh, any... I was hoping you wouldn't notice that. You know what the. Um... <laughs> The as you know, I build a, a giant uh, nativity set every year uh, oh. in my mom's. Yes, uh, I do know that. Yeah. Right, and what I use to to sort of as as the part of the architecture of the nativity set are the the bins where I keep my toys in, and the Star Trek one is currently under the manger. <laughs> so yeah so for the month of December so Christmas has killed a little moment of Starfleet Boy that I cherish no, I'm just kidding <laughs> no I'm teasing I lo- we, we love Christmas on Starfleet Boy in fact this could be wait this would be if I'm thinking correctly this might be our Christmas episode of Starfleet Boy that we're recording right now so Merry Christmas to you, Doctor. Merry Christmas to you as well. Well, why would you? As we bank them, right? So this week, this week that we're actually recording uh-huh. is going to be the um, one we just recorded. We just recorded, which is and then there's reunion. next week, which oh, is not Christmas. Is not Christmas. No. Oh, yeah, no. We would have to record well, one more. One more to do our Christmas episode. Right. So this is this is pre-Christmas. So, <laughs> all right. Now that we have a handle on when this episode's coming out, it's still Happy Christmas to you, Doctor, because there are twelve days of Christmas, and they would have already have begun. Correct. Yes. No, or they began. Right. No. Yes. By the time this one goes on, yes, I believe so. All right. So we're safe. We're safe. We're, we're, we're in we're, Christmas. We're within the realm of, we're, yeah. We're within the realm of Christmas. What are your, uh, speaking of which, Star Trek's in my Christmas uh, time viewing, uh, viewing, like, tradition. Uh, I don't know if you know really? this, but we all, yeah. Why? I always, <laughs> for some reason, Heavens. generations, fe- generations always oh, felt like God. a Christmas movie. It's the one scene in the. Uh, it's the one scene in the, uh, in the freaking Nexus. But I, but I watch it. I watch Generations every Christmas. It's like my go-to. Star. It's part of the. I do Generations. I do um, Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't know. I don't know if you have a movie. I do. I do have. 
I have okay. I have movie I have a Christmas movie around if I do of course. <laughs> I haven't I haven't done this in a while, but Home Alone I think is going back in this year. It's been a while since I've seen Home Alone. Um and then let's see what else is in there. There's a lot of movies. There's just a lot of Christmas going on. <laughs> <laughs> at this time here. Yes. Oh, uh, Santa Claus the movie, but I don't know. A oh lot of my stuff. god, I, you have that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I have it on uh An- I have it on DVD. Anchor Bay. Or it might be on Laserdisc. It's been a long oh. ass time. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Santa Claus the movie, that's a special movie. Yeah. That needs a remake. Like a legit mm-hmm. proper or update or remaster. Can you they, yeah, the DVD is not remastered. It's not remastered. Yeah, I, I have, have, um, have a... Die Hard Two. Oh, is that? There's a debate about, <laughs> about Die Hard Die Two Hard is, is is one of my all time favorite Christmas movies. Well, okay. Uh, not not one. <laughs> I'm in that camp. I'm in that well, camp. Well, then Predator. Well, then Predator's on my list for some weird reason. Predator is not set during the holidays at all. No, but it has that feeling. It's not. It's set in a jungle. <laughs> I don't know why you know. If you grew up having Christmases in Miami, then you practically have had a Christmas in the Predator. That's films. true. That is true. So it's true that there, we live in the jungle here. Die Hard Two, and uh, I also uh, Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. is uh, Emma and I debate this all the time. My, it's for me. It's a Thanksgiving time. How it goes? Oh, right she would just call you stupid. Halloween. Well, no, <laughs> no she I'm calls me stupid uh, because I say it's a Christmas movie, and she says, "No, it's, I'm stupid. It's a Halloween movie." It is a Halloween. I mean, honestly, it's it was released on Halloween. No, it was not. It? it was released. It was oh, not. What? It was not, sir. It was released for the oh. Christmas, ho- which is why I think of it as a Christmas movie. As a, we went to see that together. We went to when it was well. Released. Yes, we did. Yes. Along with the Empress was also was uh yes was were the Galactic Heroes all together? They at this were, time? they were, I believe. Interesting. <laughs> okay, audience, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, you have to go oh back and go ahead. you have to go back and watch uh, previous episodes of Starfleet Boy. But what we are interested in knowing um, <laughs> is what is on your Christmas list of films, if you even have one, or holiday list um, to be a little bit more inclusive. Um, or even if you don't celebrate holidays, what movies do you watch around this time of year uh, as a tradition, if, if there is any such thing that you do that oh, and we would like to know? I'll add, and if Star Trek's, Star Trek's among that list. I don't know why. There's no Christmas on Star Trek except for that one instance. I give you credit. That's why I watch that it. Is That's the why one. I watch it. That is and the, the music one. I use, I use that track at, late at night when I'm looking at the Christmas tree. Sometimes I just contemplate. Really? Do you ever just contemplate your Christmas tree? Do you ever like sit and just look? I at used it to. And, like, yeah. <laughs> well, really? I do at work. I do at work. We have a, a huge tree at work, and I'm I'm very proud of it every year. But uh, yeah, I like to sit and watch it. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what no, joy I, do too. I get. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> lights like and you know, the lights. it's just like a thing you do for like yeah. twenty minutes or whatever. Anyways, yeah. I play I play holiday music, and believe it or not, that track from the soundtrack is in it because for some reason it just stirs Who's the, the Christmas composer spirit on generations. It's um, I know this. Uh, hold on, let's see if I can get the uh, old memory here to fire up. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask the extended brain 
And then I'll feel stupid for having to look it up. Generation. Da, da, da. Oh, Dennis, uh, Dennis McCarthy. Dennis McCarthy. Which he did a ton of scores on Star Trek: The Next Generation, and then he doesn't score Star Trek again after <laughs> after Generations. It's a shame. No, it is a shame. It's a great soundtrack. I love the celebratory nature nature of of uh, of the Generations soundtrack. All right, so. We're here to review an episode of Next Generation called Future Imperfect. Future Imperfect. What happens in this episode, Doctor? (laughs) (laughs) Do you not remember? Oh, uh, Riker (laughs) and a company of of his men beam down to a planet... But it's Riker's birthday at the beginning of the episode. Oh, okay, that's right. It's Riker's birthday. He's yep. playing the trombone, and then he's he turning gets... forty. I'm imagining that he's turning forty because I'm turning forty this year. So I'm gonna have. I don't know what real age Riker is in this. Is, is, what his actual birthday is? Is that is that when we become seasoned? Yes, <laughs> this is when we'll become seasoned. Um, <laughs> so he's celebrating another seasoning, mm-hmm. and uh, he's called away to. By the captain to uh, to beam down to the planet. I don't know why. I think it's Nelvana. Well, there was um, the episode starts off with um, with uh, Riker having his birthday party, which is kind of fun little scene there. And then Picard is like trying to rush to get his work done so that he can go down to attend. The party. Oh, okay. And he, I don't remember and that. And he reminds, remember, he reminds Data, he's like, Mr. Data, uh, we must hurry or we'll be late to Commander Riker's party, birthday party. And just as they're about to walk off the bridge, um, one of the officers uh, at a science station or something like that says, Hey, we're getting some kind of anomalous reading from, if I'm not mistaken, it's Nelvana 3. And Picard kind of like realizes well I have to kind of hear the report for this because there's rumors that the Romulans were building a base on Nelvana 3 there were like rumors floating around or that something like that mm-hmm. um, so when they detect I think like life readings or or you know it's it's an inhospitable planet but they detect some sort of readings like energy readings or life readings so that's when uh, Picard ends the birthday party and, and asks Commander Riker to put together an away team, and he puts together Jordy and Worf. Worf. Right. Mm-hmm. The regular crew. The, the regular crew. They beam down, um, and then all of a sudden, there's like a like a high high amount concentration of like methane or some other gas that's like knocking them out. Yeah, some noxious and, gas. That, yeah, right. Yeah, and then um, Riker and uh, anyways, Picard tries to get them out of there, but the transporters being interfered with, blah blah blah. And then we see Riker pass out, and then when he wakes up, he's uh, on sick bay, and all of a sudden we see an older Doctor Crusher, and uh, in an iconic uh, kind of like like you know Dutch tilt, you know beautifully styled. Uh, scene, we realize that Riker is waking up 
um, and it's like now like something like 20 years or 16 years in the future mm -hmm. and uh, he's now the captain of the Enterprise and um, <clears throat> uh, but everything seems a little off to him and he realizes this he, he thinks he's going a little nuts at first but then he realizes that something's weird because um, Minuet is depicted in uh, in um, recordings as his wife so he knows it can't be real because Minuet is his totem and uh, and and you know so he kind of calls bullshit on the whole thing and then we find out that or we were led to believe that Romulans have captured him and there is in fact a base there and they're trying to interrogate him for his knowledge using holographic you know, interrogation techniques, which is kind of awesome, actually, that the mm -hmm. Rom if the Romulans do employ this kind of <laughs> interrogation technique, oh, totally uh, believe, which, yeah. yeah, which is totally believable. But then that doesn't seem quite right either. Um, and he's introduced to this child, Ethan, and um, <clears throat> and then Ethan turns out to be uh, um kind of like uh, know-it-all been there for a long time and uh, somehow arranges for them to escape and hide out in the in the uh, in this part of the Romulan base that can't be scanned because of the composition of the rocks which is always the case and then <laughs> and then uh, Riker calls bullshit on that and then finally Ethan reveals uh, that he's um, uh, he's uh, the last his parents left him behind uh, there was like some kind of battle or war or something and they left him with this like chamber that can uh, create any illusion for him so it's very similar to the this kid must be from the species that Worf encountered before go. in the episode that we they, right that it's, we it's, it's the reverse of that episode it's isn't the it? reverse of that episode yeah right? so this kid this kid has all this holographic technology right. to his uh, advantage and it turns out that he his name is like Barash or something like that. It's not even Ethan. Oh, and I forgot the most important part is the whole time they're trying to convince Riker that this is his kid, his and Minuet's kid. Um, so Riker kind of views him again. It's playing with this theme of like, you know, fathership or fatherhood. And, and, uh, and he ends up, uh, you know, saying, Hey kid, like, sorry, you're alone. I can't stay here with you in your illusion. But I can beam you aboard the Enterprise and send you home to Worf's parents. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay with the Roshenkos. You can stay with the Roshenkos. Like every other child. Be, of like every other child. And bada bing, bada boom, we have our uh, our episode. <laughs> well told. Well told. <laughs> the ending was fake news, what I, what I said. We don't actually know what happens to Brush. I don't think there are any novels or stories or anything like that, or if Riker continues a, a relationship um, with him. But that's Future Imperfect. Um, what did you think of the episode? I, I've always thought this is... <laughs> um, I, I love Riker episodes because they're always mindfucks. Uh, they're always... <laughs> you know, they always have... A, a, many of them have a touch of Hitchcock to them. You know, it's interesting that it turns out that way too. It's interesting that um, Riker is the, the character that has to endure kind of yeah. this, uh, this kind of thing. Because doesn't he later he gets abducted by uh, those aliens schisms? Those alien yeah, schisms, schisms. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, 
He's, he always gets these really trippy episodes that uh, I think it's why I've always liked Riker so much. And, you know, Riker's sort of like the... Uh, he kind of has a Harrison Ford-like quality, like in movies like Frantic and stuff, where he's 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 just... He, he knows the truth about something, but no one believes him. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's the perfect Hitchcock-type hero. I mean, he's... Um, so this episode is certainly in that vein uh, the episode also kind of bears a similarity to Mission Impossible which is another Paramount uh, series and uh, of course in the you know Mission Impossible is all about the crew that would make those types of setups where they would make the person believe that they were that's right you know they were 20 years older and oh you know the the cold war is over that, and all this stuff it does have like a well, right so vibe. so this is this kind of has a mission impossible vibe to it so i i, I enjoy it greatly because of that and um and they they do a great job right up into you know uh the reveal of the Romulans and Tumalok. I love that they brought Tumalok back. Um, you know, I, I have this thing where I feel that the Romulans were the the great villains of Next Generation that never happened. Uh, right. They kind of do. Yeah. And I feel that... Or it's... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they never happened, but I feel like they're persistent. They're at least all the way through the, to the... They are. The most late, late, the latest film, the last Next Generation film, yeah. is a Romulan story. Yeah, they're always kind of there, but they, their full potential is never is is never uh, realized. I think, and but this episode, you 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 just get the uh, just the, the, the deviousness, the cunning of the Romulans. I mean, um, you know, they're not investing time and and. And making holodecks for recreational use on their starships. They're investing, <laughs> they, uh, you know, their they, resources. In f- come on, the Romulans have to have recreational holodecks. Oh, man, they just want to create stuff like this. This is great, you know? Not everyone in the Romulan Empire, Star Empire is in the Tal Shiar. Or the I don't know about military. that. I don't know about that. We know because we go to Romulus. Actually, one thing I have to give Next Generation credit for, and um, I wish they did this with the Klingons too. Now, back then, I would was I was totally happy that we were like diving deep into the Romulan thing because I was really fascinated by Romulans. But um, having seen the Klingons portrayed in the worst possible way on Star Trek Discovery, I'm now longing for for more rich Klingon stories. Uh, I I don't think it's like the worst possible way, but it, I I don't know if the Klingons were portrayed the way I would have portrayed them, but. <clears throat> Anyways, going back to Romulus, like, we get to go to Romulus and we get to see, like, what life is like, you know, even though it's framed uh, from the perspective of the uh, Romulan underground and Spock and everything. But I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Romulans had a good... I That's one thing I like about uh, TNG and in terms of what they did with the Romulans was that you really got the sense of a whole different society like you got a full sense of like not a full sense but you got a deeper sense of what the federation was up against in terms of why the romulans are the way they are etc you know all that good stuff so it was quite deep hmm. 
But this, but I don't know. I disagree with you about the fizzling out. I think the Romulans fulfilled their potential. I don't think the Romulans were interested in going to war. They didn't have the resources. It didn't seem like they didn't really have the support of the people. Like um, most Romulans were just like interested in like you know they were definitely xenophobic in the sense that they wanted to protect uh their borders i don't think the romulans wanted to have like to be a part of the federation you know what i'm saying like but i don't think they were looking for war either i don't know do you think the full potential of the romulans would have been a romulan federation war yeah i think something along the lines of deep space (laughs) nine yeah the -hmm. cardassians would eventually happened with uh you know those types of plots Taking the Romulan story in, in its completion, though, it's odd and interesting that it also... The TNG Romulan story extends into the Kelvin universe, and it really makes it an interesting tie-in mm-hmm. to this alternate universe. It's it's just brilliant in many ways, but I kind of like... That, to me, is another big reason for for really enjoying the 2009 Star Trek is that I really did feel like Nero was from Romulus in TNG era Romulus and the ship the Narada to me felt like a TNG era ship because it kind of echoed um, uh, Shinzon's style even though that was Riemann you know in its in its origins but it had this great you know this greatness to it what did you think what did you think of like the narada and and how it all fit into tng just i know it's a sidebar but just curious oh i i i uh i agree with you i think uh i think what we saw of the romulans in in the the reboot was of excellent extension of what we had seen of Romulan so far, which uh, a lot of it is from Next Generation, and uh, and and I have to admit, you know, helping smooth things over, of course, was the excellent uh, prequel novel, prequel pre- prequel graphic novel, which is uh, which is of course is, is is Countdown, and yes, which shows which I have my autograph copy right here. Uh, autographed by the by the artist, um, and uh, you know it, it really shows what you say is in fact correct, which is that uh, he is a Romulan from the Next Generation era. Uh, so yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, but getting back to to the episode, um, I loved the idea of, of you know the Romulans trying to get the you know, the information out of Riker and that whole espionage angle and then <clears throat> then we get to the kid and I think the kid kind of uh, derailed things for me a bit. You think that the um, the fact that like you kind of liked you wanted to you wanted the episode to stay at a Romulan subterfuge. Yeah, yeah, you I would have like liked that. that. Yeah. You didn't like the one extra layer of no. what is that movie called Inception? This was exactly like Inception. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. like actually stru- it's structured in much it's the same way. We yeah. go deeper. We go deeper into the dream um, as it were and each time uh, his totem uh, he has a to- he has something to hold on to reality to to kind of uh, help him. I mean, 
I think it's like I I definitely agree because there's so many uh, there's a lot of kids on Star Trek the Next Generation as it is but I have to you have to remember like I was a kid when I was watching this and for me when I remember I loved it whenever there was like another kid on the show because I was like that could be a story that I could be involved in you know what I mean like it's so cool there's like young people on Star Trek the Next Generation you know like you could imagine yourself in some kind of situation so I think that's good but I think that outside of that like it's not um it's not really anything that um I think I don't know to me it seemed totally feasible like I thought that it was like something that like a kid would do is try to ensnare oh well, parent, yeah no I, I I believe it it's very believable and and but it just for me personally like I, I was you know, I, I, I and a really, kid with this kind of power. I mean, like this kid's got like well, my dream set up. You know, like, right. but it's not the kid was the power. It's, like, it's the it, I guess it's the, the whatever right, it, the uh, mom yeah. left him with. Well, yeah, his parents or mom or whatever mom, left yeah. him with left him with technology right. that reads his mind right. and then can produce this like reality. It's an interesting. Yeah. It's a really interesting concept. I mean, like what's interesting about it also is like we're kind of headed there. Uh, in terms of our available, we're we're like virtual technology. You know, vir- the technology that deals with virtual things is like kind of gonna. I feel like a holodeck may happen. I might be like a little bit too wishful here, but it may happen in our lifetimes. Like some kind of like very rudimentary, mm-hmm. um, sure. holographic experience like that. So it is compelling, and it, and it is a lot of power because if you have a chamber that sustains you, it's the whole matrix. Yeah, yeah, but Concept. yet he knew that it wasn't real, right? I mean, and that's I mean, thing. not just I mean, of course he knew it was real, but I guess it wasn't fulfilling, right? F- enough for him, and no, um, the kid, you mean the kid or the, for Riker? The kid, yeah, it wasn't fulfilling, and nothing, nothing could be until you brought another right, until you brought right. another person into it, which is how life, I think, is. I think, I think that's. If you're human or alive, um, well, it's interesting. I, think. I don't yeah, know. You know I, like, yeah. I, I mean, that's certainly the argument that the next generation is making. I mean, it made it with that previous episode that you cited, which is uh, the one where uh, the aliens were trying to give this boy, um, you know, this this fake, you know, life based life. on, right. you know, his mom is still alive, his dad, and all this stuff. Um, and, it, and it goes all the way back, actually, to the pilot of the original series, of course, you know, with uh, uh, the butthead aliens giving Pike. <laughs> the, mena- what are they? the menagerie. No, the men- right? it's not the menagerie. It's, uh, but the, the Telosians. The Telosians giving <laughs> Captain Pike and then the girl. Uh, right, they're giving, they're giving them, them uh, right. I mean, you know, like a, yeah. a dream world. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a theme that keeps coming up in Star Trek. But um, well, the, life I mean, is there's dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Star Trek Five. <laughs> Which, by the way, we have to do recording. Star, Star Trek, Trek 5. Five. There we go. That's another. Yeah, right. Uh, another, so it's a theme that runs throughout Star Trek, which is interesting. I mean, I've read. I've certainly read alternate views on that. I'm, I'm actually in the midst of reading an, an Andre Norton sci-fi novel. Which, um, yeah, it's right here. Uh, uh, Night of Masks, and uh, it has actually a a child in that exact same scenario. His his 
his father, it's his father in the, in the case of, of this book, leaves the kid behind on this planet. And uh, he basically leaves him in a, in a scenario just like this, uh, where, you know, he's able to live out whatever adventures uh, that he wants. And But the child knows something about the father. So these people that want to get to the father, what they do is that they, they send somebody into this kid's, let's say, holographic uh, world, posing as one of the characters that he's dreamed up to lure him oh. out and to lure him into the real world. Um, and it takes That's some convincing cool. because the kid loves this pretend world. Um, well, that kind of reminds me of the upcoming episode where uh, Data gets... Um, is that the one where Data... Um, Data data gets like kind of uh, damaged somehow, and he's on this planet. I might be merging like three or four episodes, but there's an episode coming up with an older fellow who has a whole village that's a hologram, and he's the only real person. But the villagers <laughs> who are holograms think that they're real. Do you remember that one? Isn't that wow. an episode of Enterprise? <laughs> no. Where with sure? Odo? Odo is playing. Wait, why would Odo be on the... No, oh, it's yeah. the actor. No, the actor of Odo... René Aubergeois. Right. No, 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 it's no. him Hold and his on. daughter. Be... It might and be the Voyager. ship crashed. And the Enterprise crew <laughs> find... It. But then they're all holograms. They've all died. And it's just the old man and his daughter. and Because the old you. man just can't bear to... Because I guess they were going to colonize a, a planet or something. And... Oh yeah, that is a Rene Aubergeois episode. That's pretty awesome. Where his daughter, you're right. Whoa, is Star Trek using the same ideas over and over again, and we're not realizing it? Does that happen? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wish another show would do that. <laughs> Maybe we'd like it better. I think Discovery's trying. It's only chapter one. We, I'm gonna give it all the way through. To the end. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. I'll go down with I'll, that I'll shit. just sit here and read my <laughs> Night of Masks while you wait for that oh, to happen. Man. Well, we have plenty of good Star Trek um, content to talk about. But the episode that I'm thinking of is... Star Trek Holographic. I'm going to let Google do this for me. Holographic village that's gonna come up with the baku watch it is deep space nine that i'm thinking of for crying in the night it is oh okay so the episode i was thinking of is actually deep space nine <laughs> and it's called shadow play and it's not data obviously <laughs> i think it it has to be bashir i guess it's either Bashir or O'Brien. Who's the one on the planet? It's Odo. O'Brien maybe is there too. Let me see. Wow, I don't remember that one. I'm having trouble. I know why I... By the way, I realized why I merged it with everything else. It's because I was probably watching it for Drunk Space Nine and had a little too much to drink while I was watching it, which is what we do for Drunk so, Space So Nine. Odo was in two episodes of Star Trek that had the same premise? 
No, well, yeah, Rene Aubergine. Rene Aubergine, right? Characters. Yeah, actor, yeah. yeah. Let's see here. IMDb sh- Shadow Play. So much Star Trek. Scr- roll, scrolling around in this little mind of Starfleet boys here. <laughs> Getting back to this episode, I think your original point was the kid. The kid. That whole story ruined the episode for you. How much did it ruin it? Like, were you like loving it, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're like, ah, this is yeah, this is garbage. Well, I or mean, did, it, it, or overall, were you like, no, I mean, I, I still enjoy the episode a lot because it has so much great detail leading up to to that 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 swerve to the to, Romulan holodeck design is pretty cool. Yeah, but just the details of like, like sixteen years later. You know, you got Picard with that cool, you know, little William Hartnell-esque long hair back there. He just says let his, whatever hair he's got left row. He kind of looks like his mirror, mirror He self. does because he has the goatee. He has the goatee Yeah, in it. which is cool. Well, he never had a mirror, mirror self, but... Um, no, I know. He does in the comic. There's a, there is, there's recently. A yes, recently. Yeah. I haven't read it That's yet. what I'm saying. That's what I mean. They kind of, like, have a similar vibe. Yeah. But Picard is cool there, and then uh, you know the second time you see it, or you know, or subsequent rather, subsequent times that you watch it, you of course you pick up on little things that were there the whole time that 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 you don't really think about the first time. Like for example, the fact that Worf is just kind of like like you know he's kind of huddled on that the the helm, and he looks very meek and very. Uh, uh, he doesn't look very particularly strong, and of course, that's because the Romulans can't help but portray a Klingon that way. I mean, you know, they're, they're <laughs> dreaded enemies, so of right. course, Worf is all like, you know, <laughs> like they they, they can't that, bear. I've got to go back and watch. I can't, I can't remember that. Wow. Um, and then the little that's a good good little catch. The little pro, you know, the problems with the computer. Uh, that that was really. I mean that gave us the audience like a suspicion that right. something was definitely that's wrong a, that's because a clue. that was a really c- uh, good clue. Right. Um, I'm and then share this. Uh, a lot of credit goes to to Gates McFadden as as Crusher because I mean she's she's saddled with a lot of exposition really in terms of of what what is going. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Here we go. This is I, I like that the TNG breaks the mirror. <laughs> mirror broken. <laughs> it's like, mirror broken. Yeah, Data has Borg implants. Deanna looks the same as in the regular universe. Yeah, she does really. Yep. And for some reason, uh Picard's quite quite built. Here, I don't know if his. He, well, but he is. Uh, Have you ever seen? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think so. I think he. I think he actually is. Here, I'll prove it to you. I remember one of our friends. <laughs> I don't know how much she likes to be mentioned on, on the air, but she used to remark. <laughs> she she used to remark about how uh, how um, how well, uh, for lack of a better word, well, well sculpted. Endowed. Well sculpted. Thank you. It's a better. I, said, I don't think you. I said she well probably endowed. thought he was well endowed as well, but but I think what you mean to say is <laughs> what I meant to say was uh, well sculpted. Patrick Stewart is. 
Uh, but but there's a lot. There's tons of details on this in this episode that that I love. Uh, you know, uh, just the little things they do to make people appear older, which. I mean, certainly in the case of Crusher, I think they go a little overboard with that whole... I don't know what... I mean, it looks like... (laughs) At first I thought maybe she just didn't have enough time to prepare herself that morning because she's got, like, (laughs) these strange little things going in her hair, but... um, There you go. Okay, that... By the way, that's for first contact, isn't it? Yeah, but look, he's just totally, like, posing. He's showing his guns, so to speak. Both of his... He has a rifle and two guns. That He, he, like, worked (laughs) out for, like, a year and a half to build up to that because he knew he was going to be in a feature film. I don't think he normally looks like that, but... All right, let's... I'll find a a (laughs) TNG-appropriate... But anyhow... (laughs) <laughs> Getting back to the episode. La- ladies and gentlemen out there, if you want a Patrick Stewart show, <laughs> go on, sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. Hi. Is it cold? Hi. No, I'm just right here. But is it cold outside? And it's, no. ra- it's raining outside. It's not? It's been raining all oh. day. It's raining though. It's it been is. raining all can day. Can you give me one? Uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up or something. All right, we can. Yeah, I think we've talked about it. But let me. Uh, okay. Let me just show one image and then, and then we'll give it our ratings. All right. So here's TNG era Sir Pat before Sir pa- Patrick before Sir. <laughs> this is the this is oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are four lights. There See, are he's four still lights. ripped, but you're right. He's not as ripped. Okay. As later on, so <laughs> so you win that that win there, Doctor. Um, just really quickly, I know you have to go. Uh, I guess touching on what you said, like I I can definitely say that for me, rewatching it, um, the only thing that like uh, I think I I liked this episode a lot when I first saw it when I was a kid because it was definitely like you know all the excitement of the Romulan thing, and then again when I was a kid, I didn't really mind the kid thing. I didn't mind any of that watching it now either. In fact, I watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a delightful, uh, delightful episode. Um, but what I will say is that, like, you can't do you can't get that first feeling ever again of like of being surprised when on a, on a, on a st- episode of this kind so as far as rewatchability goes again like once you've seen it the surprise is spoiled so a little bit of it diminishes i think after time so i think my rating for this episode should i go first so that you don't doubt my rating go ahead (laughs) my rating for this episode is a 7.5 okay well i i i will give it a seven Oh, it's a <laughs> solid close. seven. It's a, a solid, seven. solid seven. So yeah, we're in the same we're in the same ballpark there. So that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Doctor, I didn't even get to the book, but we'll have to save to it for another books. time. No, I know, I know you, but hey, I gotta go. You can't you can't say no to your nephew, otherwise right. you'd be Worf in, uh, in right. The previous and discussion. I don't want to be Worf. <laughs> I don't want to pull you a wharf. Don't be, don't pull a wharf. Go hang out with your family. <laughs> Live long and prosper, and we'll see you next time. Oh.